Work it just a little bit. I'm a firm subscriber to the fact that I create my own experience, the good, the bad, and the ugly. And while what happens isn't always my fault, it is my responsibility. It's my responsibility to work with and to resolve within myself. Welcome to the Reclaiming Purpose podcast with me, your girl, your hostess with the mostest, and the founder of You Are Into It, Dana Lisa. Join me weekly here for wisdom drops on all things intuition. My methodology is the D3 method, and it teaches you how to discover your own joy GPS and reclaim your intuition, then decondition old people-pleasing or analysis paralysis so that you can transform on a belief level in your unconscious mind. And lastly, how to take deliberate aligned action and find liberation and fulfillment in all aspects of your life, including relationships, love, money, and career. My process uses a blend of human design, neuro-linguistic programming, and my own intuitive gifts to help you in reclaiming purpose in your life. Welcome back, beautiful humans. I hope you are having an amazing week. I hope you're having an amazing start to your year. Welcome to February 2022. So exciting. Can't believe we're already in the second month of the year. Time is flying. I have been in Mexico for the last couple of weeks and particularly since I arrived in Puerto Escondido, which is where I am now, to visit my friends Comet and Anthony who are here right now. It's been this portal, like this vortex. I said to Comet last night, I feel like a year has happened in the last week because there's been so much quantum growth and change and evolution in such a short period of time. And I'm so excited for that because I know from experience that on the other side of these vortexes that I enter into is this period where everything integrates and things just magically fall into place. And I can feel that already happening. I also said to Comet yesterday, I feel the most magical I have felt in a really long time. I feel lit up. I feel passion filled. I feel like I'm living my purpose. I feel like I'm this conduit and this channel. I said a prayer the other day to the Ministry of Light and I let them know that I am ready. I'm ready to receive all of the messages that it is that I am here to be a conduit for to help humanity through delivering them. I'm not going to try to filter them. I'm just going to let go, stop overanalyzing them, and just fully accept that I am a channel and allow myself to be the channel without letting my rational mind, overanalysis, perfectionism, and ego get in the way. And If you are following me on social media, particularly Instagram, which is where I primarily hang out on social, and if you're not there, you can come hang out with me. My handle is at youareintuit, Y-O-U-A-R-E-I-N-T-U-I-T. And I've been talking a lot about priestesshood, initiations into being a priestess, so what it means to be a priestess, the initiation process, my initiation and ancient alien origins, the kundalini and the shakti, and how that's an alien DNA mutation. I've really started talking about this stuff that previously I've held myself back from talking about 
very unconsciously. There was a period of time about six or seven months ago when I ran a container called the Circle Mastermind with my fellow priestess, Beck Milonis. And when I ran that container, we talked about this stuff. We talked about ancient alien origins. We talked about what we've channeled in terms of the Pleiadians, our ancient Egyptian ancestral lineage. But afterwards, I kind of just unconsciously fell off and I stopped talking about these things and I didn't continue to claim this title of priestess. I did not continue to speak on all of the downloads that it is that I've had about my own priestess lineage. And recently I realigned and I came back home to the fact that a huge part of how I'm here to serve is owning these aspects of my lineage and helping other priestesses initiate during this transitional time on earth when we are needed now more than ever. And in fact, this is why we were planted here in this time during this paradigm. And there's a reason why many of us are going through our initiation and our awakening now. It's because we are meant to lead. And I feel really good about that. (laughs) And comment this morning while we were having coffee, she she showed me the priestess card from the beautiful deck. It's a beautiful oracle deck by this woman named Rebecca Campbell. I'll link it in the show notes below. She has this gorgeous deck called Work Your Light. And there's this card inside of this deck that Comet has pulled no less than three times in the last 24 hours. And the card is priestess. And she said to me this morning, I have not been owning this aspect of myself. I have not been owning that I'm a priestess. I have not been owning my own lineage. I've been holding myself back from talking about these things. And I just got so excited because it felt so affirming to be here with her right now as we're both stepping into this aspect of our gifts. And the card was really inspiring because This particular episode, I've kind of been holding myself back and procrastinating on because there's a lot of lessons that are happening right now in my love life and in relationships and in being single that I'm still going through. I'm still moving through them. And they're really scary. They're scary for me to talk about because I don't feel like I'm confident and know the answers to these things. They're just simply the experience I'm having now and I'm integrating in real time. These are raw, real lessons and experiences that I'm having in my love life. And generally in the past, my perfectionism has made me feel like I have to wait until I have you know things figured out and I'm out on the other side and I can speak from this more observatory role. But the thing with that is, there's not as much emotion behind it. There's not as much authenticity behind it because I'm then through it. I'm out on the other side and there's this lack of connection there with my audience who may be going through the exact same thing right now and need somebody to be speaking on it from the place of going through it right now. And then Comet read me the description from Rebecca Campbell's book on her Oracle deck for the card priestess. And there was just full body resonance. And it just made me realize how much I need to speak on this now, how I need to stop holding myself back. And this message is for you too. There are things you're going through right now that you're scared to speak on because 
they feel raw and vulnerable and you feel like you're not out on the other side of them. And so it's uncomfortable for you to speak on them. But the reason you're having those experiences right now is because you're meant to be sharing your story. And there's people who don't need you and your technical skills and your resume. They need your humanity. They need the, the wisdom of the thing you're embodied in the most right now because you're moving through it. So this is the description of this card. So begin quote. This is again from Rebecca Campbell's book. This is the description of her priestess card inside of her or oracle deck, Work Your Light. Priestess, how are you being called to step up and lead? The priestess is a teacher dedicated to service, freedom, and leadership. You don't need to have it all together to lead. In fact, it helps if you don't. No one wants a perfect angel who hasn't made any mistakes. Let your life be your message. Don't underestimate the power of sharing your story. It's by hearing someone else's journey that we feel less alone. We realize that we're actually all in this thing together, this thing called life. The difference between a follower and a leader is that a leader has the courage to go first in stepping out, they shine a light on the path for others to venture forward too. Don't fret too much about trying to work out who is your tribe. Don't get stuck in age, income, hobbies, or occupation. The best way to discover your tribe is to look in the mirror. If you feel called to lead, chances are it is because at some point in your life you longed for someone to lead you. Your tribe are longing for exactly the same thing as you were and are, and might only be one step behind you. Hell, they may even be right alongside you. You don't need anyone's permission, just the courage to stand up. Embrace your struggles, the peaks, the troughs. You don't need to know the way. Just believe that there might be a different one. Your tribe is waiting for you. Step forward so they can find you. <sighs> End quote. And I just realized as I was reading that again for the second time that this beautiful line, you don't need to know the way, because I recently just decided to relaunch my mastermind, my 12-month mastermind, The Way. And when I originally received the download for The Way, I named it that because that was what came through without a full understanding of the brevity of the term, the way. And I had a friend and fellow priestess who's actually going to be hosting one of the guest expert practitioner workshops inside of the way this year. Her name is Kara Mendez. She reached out to me and she said, oh, like, did you name your program the way because you were inspired by the book the Sophia code and I said no like I I didn't it's been a while since I read that book I kind of forgot that that was in there maybe it was unconscious so I reread the Sophia code at the time and my mind was fucking blown <laughs> by the references to the way inside of this book and how it is the priestess path and how Mary Magdalene was alongside Jesus and they were the first 
teachers of the way. That was really the original church, the original ministry, teaching people how to work their light, how to be a light worker in the world for humanity. And I've read the Magdalene Path since then, and so many of the messages that came through inside of that book through the channeling of, I believe it's Claire Sierra, they were the same. They were about the way. And so I've just been watching it unfold before me. The things that channeled through me that I didn't even realize, that was at 11 minutes and 11 seconds, that I didn't even realize their fullest depth until now. And I'm still, I still don't know their full depth. So with all of that being said, I'm going to get into this episode, talk about relationships, what I'm learning right now, things with my ex, um, things with dating, recent dating experiences, and just the lessons in love that I am integrating that are helping me in every aspect of my life because it's all about my own sense of self-worth. And if you have a deep resonance with this, if you feel this initiation energy also showing up in your life, you are excited by the concept of being a priestess and priestesshood and discovering what it means to initiate as a priestess and to be sharing your gifts with the world and to be leading the movement of feminine embodiment and creating a life of abundance free of the matrix system and helping other people do the same, I invite you to send me a DM on Instagram or an email to hello at youareintuit.com and say priestess because I will then send you details of the way mastermind that is happening this year, the sacred sisterhood, the sacred portal of transformation that I have created that is for you. If you are destined to be a leader in this space and you know it, you feel it, your intuition is unignorable. You're feeling it through your mind, your body, your soul. You know that you are meant for something really big this year and you are ready to walk with people who understand you, who understand your gifts, and you are ready to be held into your highest potential so that you can unleash your fullest power into the world right now during this time where humanity needs you the most and you are ready to create a business and an online presence and messaging and programs using your gifts, and you are ready to fully step into that leadership role, send me a DM on Instagram or an email to hello at youareintuit.com and say priestess and let's have that conversation because if you feel the pull right now, I trust you. I trust you. I trust your intuition. I trust your knowings. I trust your nigglings. It's time that you trusted them as well. Send me a message and let's chat about it. So I am generally the type of woman who is in relationship. There have been very few bursts of time in my life where I've been single. And the truth is a lot of my life, I didn't want to be alone. I didn't enjoy my own company. So for those of you who have been following my journey for a while, you may already know this, but if you're new here, I was married. I was with the same person for seven years. So between the ages of 20 and 28, I was with the same man and he is an incredible human. And he came into my life during a really dark, dark time in my life where I had experienced a lot of trauma 
and he was this shining beacon of hope. He was this lighthouse. And I completely lost myself in our relationship. All the things that I desired, all of the all of the dreams and aspirations I've ever had, he would have supported me to fulfill them. He always did support me to fulfill them. But I honestly just put them to the side in order to be his loving, supporting partner. Because to me, that gave me this sense of self-worth because I didn't believe that I had any value outside of that relationship. And I believed that in other relationships as well, which is why I found myself in relationship again and again and again. And I hated spending time with myself and the voices in my head. It was easier to be distracted with someone else's problems, someone else's goals, than it was to sit in the silence of my mind with myself in the darkness that was my anxiety and depression back then. And I had very little self-worth. I liked to project my sense of self-worth onto others to make them happy. My ability to make them happy was directly in my mind correlated with how good of a human I was. (laughs) And relationships was the most comfortable place for me to outsource my sense of self-worth again and again and again. So alone for me, being single meant for me that I was losing somehow, that I was failing somehow, that I didn't have any worth or any value. And so I consistently lowered my standards and suppressed my true desires for what I wanted in relationship in order to find myself with partners that were good enough that I could use to give me a sense of worthiness. So this led me to having relationship after relationship where I was totally lost. I lost myself completely to my partners again and again. I would always become whoever they needed me to be, to be the best partner for them. It wasn't about me. It was about like, what do you need? And what kind of music do you listen to? And what's your favorite color? And what kind of food do you like to eat? And what kind of things do you like to do for fun? And I was a chameleon. I was so good at conforming to their lifestyle and being the best partner. I mean, people fell head over heels for me. They fell head over heels in love. I snagged them fast. They wanted a relationship with me quick. Every guy I ever dated was like, I'm going to marry you. And this is because I was so good. I was so good at playing the game of I'm your perfect soulmate. I'm your match. Look at me. But in doing so, I completely lost myself. And selfishly, very selfishly, it gave me a sense of purpose to help them achieve their goals. So what was in it for me was I felt like I was valuable. I felt like I was worth something. I felt loved and appreciated. And if I was a good partner and they needed me, then I had value. I must be worth something. That's how it was in my mind. And this was all unconscious at the time. This has taken a lot of (laughs) self-revelation and unmasking and deconditioning to admit these things to myself. I mean, because they're not flattering, like, ugh, like this is gross to admit, right? But this is what I let rule my life and my relationships for a huge chunk of my entire adult life up until the last 
couple years. And even, even the last couple years, like I still did some of this in my last relationship with, which just ended in November and was almost a two year relationship. So I recently had that relationship dissolve and I'm going to talk more about that. But first I just want to address that these things are hard to admit to ourselves. And you may not resonate with what I'm saying. This might not be you. And if you do, it might even be secretly, like this might be something you haven't even like fully admitted that you're doing to yourself yet. And that's okay. I'm speaking out these parts of my shadow because I know that there are many people out there who are living this as their identity. Their identity is wrapped up in everybody else's value of them. So whether it's the perfect daughter, whether it's the perfect student, whether it's the perfect employee at work, whether it's the perfect CEO, whether it's the perfect entrepreneur, whether it's the sexy digital nomad, whether it's the the yogi, whether it's the amazing breathwork person, whether it's the amazing husband or the amazing wife or the amazing child or whatever it is, the perfect sister, the perfect daughter. Many of us wear these masks and our value and our identity gets wrapped up in how much we can support and provide for other people rather than how much we can support and provide for ourselves. So I'm speaking these parts of my shadow out to you because you're not these habits. You're not these patterns. You are not in existence to make other people happy. You are in existence to fulfill your desires. You were given innate longings of your soul and desires that just pull you because you are here to create your heaven on her heaven on earth. You are here to bring those desires into the 3D reality. You're perfectly designed as you are in your most authentic, fullest expression to do exactly that. There's nothing wrong with you. There's no, no aspect of yourself that you need to hide away or change or nothing. Like you're literally at your core in your authentic expression, perfectly designed to manifest and magnetize every single desire that you, that you have that is genuinely in integrity with your soul. Sometimes we have desires conditioned into us where we think we want something because we think it's going to give us another thing that we actually want. And then we achieve it, like maybe the successful job, for example. And we think like, once I'm making a hundred thousand dollars a year, I'll be happy. And then we get that and we're like, fuck, like I actually am not happy. I'm not fulfilled. And it's because we thought the money was going to give us something else that it is that we truly wanted. So I'm talking about the things you truly want, your true desires, your true longings of your soul. So recently I had a long-term relationship of just over a year and a half dissolve. And you, if you've been following me for a while, then you know who this person is. His name is Luke. He's an amazing human. He's out there fulfilling his life's mission. He's an entrepreneur. He's my type. Like I find him extremely attractive. Like he was pretty much everything on my manifestation list. Like when he came in, I was like, I'm rocking it. Like, whoa, this is literally everything I wanted. And because it was like, oh my gosh, this is like everything that I want. I stepped out of who I really am. I chased him. That's not who I am, but I did it 
because I was like, I have to, I have to chase this thing because I didn't trust. I didn't have faith that everything will come to me when I relax into my own identity and my own authenticity. So I chased him and in our relationship, I suppressed certain aspects of myself. I suppressed my sexuality. I suppressed my sensuality. I suppressed my usage of fucking swear words. I suppressed my expression when it came to anger and my emotions and my trauma because some of those things triggered him. And because some of those things triggered him, I repressed them in order to be, again, that perfect partner because I was losing myself in trying to be valuable for somebody else rather than trusting that who I am is valuable and that everything that I want is coming to me when I stay in that worth. And for those of you who don't know, I also was with the same person for most of my adult life. So from the age of 20 to 27, I mentioned this earlier, and that relationship was a marriage that ended in 2018. So I went from like a really long-term seven-year relationship. I had a brief period of time where I was dating in between the ending of that marriage and me dating Luke. So I went from being in a seven-year relationship to dating for a bit, to finding who I thought was the man of my dreams and hopping into another long-term partnership with genuinely, like I genuinely believed this is my forever person. And I'll tell you what, (laughs) there's literally no greater teacher than our relationships. Not just our intimate relationships, every relationship, client relationship, mentor relationship, parent relationship, guardian relationship, friendships, like all of these types of relationships are our greatest teachers because they show us where we can actually put the work into practice, right? It's one thing to sit and journal in your bedroom and be like, yeah, I'm good. I got no triggers. It's a completely different thing to go out and interact with other humans and experience in real time the dysregulation of our nervous system. And our partners, our intimate partners, if we so choose to let them be, are going to be our most ultimate mirrors because they're who we create the most intimacy with. They're the people who get to see us the most, right? When we have an intimate partner, they're generally the person we spend the most time with. And because of that, they have the opportunity to be our most divine reflection of our triggers, where our wounding is, where we make up stories in our head, where we have nervous system work to do. And intimacy makes our shadow burn, burn under the hot glare, the hottest glare of being seen in all of our truth, in our vulnerability, in our humility, in our wounding, in our jealousy, in our anger, in our frustration. It outs our shadow. Intimacy, the deeper we go in intimacy, the more our shadow gets outed and the more it gets seen. So the ending of my last relationship was particularly hard for me because I really did give it my full open heart. I really, especially near the end, I really started to step into this new level of vulnerability 
and truth and willingness to be seen in my ugly, in my wounding, in my trauma response. And I fully believe that I'm a firm subscriber to the fact that I create my own experience, the good, the bad, and the ugly. And while what happens isn't always my fault, it is my responsibility. It's my responsibility to work with and to resolve within myself. So I have consistently been seeking distant, semi-emotionally available partners for a while now. That's where I'm the most comfortable. Because if they're distant and they're semi-emotionally unavailable, my shadow stays more safe. True emotional availability means that I have to show up in intimacy and be seen in all of my ugly really early on in the relationship. When someone is a secure attachment style and they are a truly emotionally available person who's willing to go deep and do the work with me, that means they're going to see aspects of me that I've worked so fucking hard to hide my whole life really early on. And that is so uncomfortable. So there's a part of me, there is a part of me that loves the challenge of getting and catching and snagging people who aren't willing to commit to me fully. It makes me feel like I'm special. It makes me feel like I won something, right? Like my last partner, I was his first long-term relationship. He's 35 years old. And I was the first person that he's like ever been in a long-term relationship with and called his girlfriend who he's like admitted to other people, especially on the internet that he had a girlfriend, put me on his social media. Like that was a really big deal for him. I really don't want a partner that that's a big deal for. I enjoy when my partner celebrates me, they celebrate me in public, they, they like, I cry when I read posts by people who, you know, celebrate their partner and they're like, this person is so amazing, like, thank you, like, that turns me on, I really like that. But I actively sought out people who wouldn't do that for me so that when they did, it was like, ooh, I won, like, I, I'm so, like, you know, like I overcame this challenge. Like I got this person to do this for me. So then I get that hit of validation for my worthiness, right? Then I'm like, I must be so valuable. I must be worth something. But because it doesn't come from within, it's external, it's temporary, it's fleeting. That sense of self-worth comes and then it goes, you know, a day later, an hour later, a week later, whatever it is, it doesn't stay because it's outsourced. It's outsourced to somebody else providing it for me. And because of this, I seek out people who challenge me and put me immediately into my masculine energy of the chaser, the like, I'm going to catch you, right? And a huge commitment that I'm making right now in love, in business, in every aspect of my life is I'm not going to do that anymore. This time around, I'm going to surrender. I'm going to allow things to come to me. I'm going to become an attraction point. I'm going to focus on becoming this magnetic attraction point by remembering my fullest authentic expression and grounding into my worthiness and letting anything that doesn't have resonance go. If somebody tries to change me, make me different, tell me I shouldn't do it or should do it another way, no, no, they go. And 
I'm not going to let any relationship I enter into next start the way that my last relationship did and that the relationship before that did and that the relationship before that did. (laughs) And that has meant that I've been humbled a lot in my dating experience again and again as people consistently reject me for my truth. And it's one thing to be rejected for a mask you're wearing. It's one thing for somebody to say like, oh, I don't like you because of this aspect of yourself. And it's like, oh, well, that aspect of myself isn't really me. So it doesn't matter. It's like, doesn't hurt, right? But to be showing up in your fullest, most authentic expression and to have people reject you for who you really are, that fucking hurts. Like you experience a new level of pain, a new level of heartache when that happens. And on the other side of that heart healing, on the other side of moving that pain, is more pleasure. Pain and pleasure are a spectrum. They're the same spectrum. The more pain we become capable of holding, the more grief we become capable of processing, the more pleasure and ecstasy and orgasmic energy we also become capable of holding because our nervous system expands to hold that full spectrum. So I recognize that this rejection that I'm going through right now again and again These people who message me and say they want to meet me and then never follow through. These people who I talk to for a month and then they tell me that because I use the term witch and witchcraft that they don't want anything to do with me. These people who I go on a couple dates with and then they never call me again. These people who say that they're really into me, but then they never actually show up in action. Letting them fall away. These people who I express my emotions to, I just had an experience recently where Somebody I had re- was really into, we'd been hanging out and we had great chemistry and I had told everyone else that I had been chatting with, like I'm exploring intimacy with this one person. And I came to Mexico and they, they expressed to me some things that they were unhappy with. And then I fully expressed myself about how it made me feel. And then the next day they sent me a text message <laughs> saying, I don't want to continue on with this anymore. And I was like, huh. Heartbreaking, rejection, and crazy story time. I set the intention of coming to Mexico to fully heal through the heartache of my last relationship with Luke and this relationship that ended in November. And when I set that intention, I was like, okay, I'm ready. I'm going to go to Mexico. I'm going to be with my friends. I'm going to be in this healing space. I'm going to have the beach, the ocean, fresh fruits, fresh, fresh, fresh vegetables, living foods, movement every day. And about a week before I got on my flight to Mexico, my friend comment texted me and said, oh, oh my gosh, like we were walking down the beach of our tiny little beach town that we're in in Mexico that's not even that touristy that's like a random place many people haven't even heard of in Mexico and we ran into Luke (laughs) and like all I could do was just laugh I was like wow really like of all the places in the world that he could be he's like up the street from where I'm about to be in Mexico when I haven't traveled for like the last three months and I surrendered. I surrendered in that moment. I was like, okay, it's because my healing is supposed to be quantum. I'm supposed to move through this so fast that this person is being put in my face where I cannot avoid them. 
so that I have to address all of the triggers they bring up for me. And I was like, if I run into him, I run into him. If he reaches out, he reaches out. He never reached out, even though I knew he knew I was coming. And then I'm sitting in this tiny little cafe, having a bowl of deliciousness by myself one night. And who goes walking by? Him, my ex in Mexico on this tiny little dirt road in the middle of nowhere. (laughs) And we sat and we chatted and we had a couple good conversations and I felt so validated in how much I had lost myself and abandoned myself in my relationship with him. It brought up for me so much enlightenment around the ways that I had shrunk myself to try and make that relationship work because I did not believe unconsciously that I could have more, that I could have what I truly desired. And a couple nights later, I finally said some of the things that I had never said during our entire relationship and even during our breakup and when everything was going down for months. Our breakup was like months in the making. (laughs) And we have very different perspectives on how things ended. So I can only share my own biased perspective from how I saw things end, which was my lens of perception is that he ran away because he abandoned me. And that's my biggest fear as an anxious attachment style is being abandoned. And in my moment of need, when I needed intimacy and love and reassurance the most, he left the country to go be by himself and take time for himself. And he has his own reasons and perspective on why that was exactly what he needed and that was best for him. And I have my own perspectives on how that was literally why our relationship fell apart. (laughs) And he didn't want to do the work with me. I begged him, I begged him to hire help with me and he wasn't interested. And we've had really good conversations since then that enlightened me to why, why he wasn't available for that, what he's genuinely looking for, his perception of me and the things that he doesn't believe align with his core values that he knew months before we broke up that I wish that he had articulated because it would have saved us that time, but it's okay because it happened exactly the way it was supposed to. And we both learned such valuable lessons from that relationship. And we're still able to talk. We're still able to follow each other on social media and things have been intense at certain points during those conversations, but we're having them. Like we had some really conscious frustrating, irritating, triggering, but still showed up for them conversations that have been so healing. From my perspective, they were so healing and I hope he feels the same. And honestly, that rejection and that humility is just showing me how scared I get when someone is very emotionally available and leans in. When someone's really emotionally available and leans in, it makes me want to run away. Because the chase, I'm so used to chasing people who are unemotionally available that when someone presents who is emotionally available and chases me, it brings up my own core wounding of being seen. And that's what I'm working on right now. I'm working on being my fullest, most authentic expression so that people have the opportunity to accept me and love me for who I really am. And it's terrifying. 
it is terrifying. And every rejection is painful. So painful because it's them rejecting me for who I really am. And it's also so spacious in the sense that I know every single rejection means I'm creating even more space to receive people who are genuinely so aligned with me and my soul. And emotional availability really genuinely triggers a sense of non-safety for me that makes me want to run and hide and has me unplug energetically from the relationship because it's out of my comfort zone. It's out of the land of predictability for me. I've never had that energetic dynamic with someone. And so my fight or flight response goes off because it's unfamiliar. And I can't base the outcome on the predictable outcomes of my last relationships because I'm looking for something that's radically different than what I've ever had, which means I have to be someone who is radically different than who I've ever been before. My current elixir is honestly to just keep going, to keep showing up, to keep being consistent, to keep doing the work, to keep putting one step in front of the other every single day, to keep admitting hard truths to myself every single day, to continue to let go of the unaligned people and opportunities and things every single day. And I even have it written as my weekly intention in my day planner right now, one step in front of the other, just one thing at a time. I like to say that mind-blowing, incredible, miracle-style manifestation is just literally compounded, tiny, aligned-as-fuck actions every single day. When we're taking tiny little aligned as fuck actions every single day, we become someone we've never been before. And all of a sudden we find ourselves in an insanely different reality than the one we've ever been in before. That's how mind blowing manifestation comes in. The only time we fail at anything is when we stop, when we stop integrating the lessons, when we stop learning and we stop going. And there's no way I'm ever going to stop, stop, working to be the woman who is an energetic match for the soulmate who I deeply desire in my soul. I will never stop, ever, which means I cannot fail. So I have no idea how this is all going to work out, when it's going to all work out, or why it is or isn't happening yet. But that clarity is all going to come in hindsight. It's going to come when I'm out on the other side. And until then, every day is about keeping going and loving more and learning more and healing my heart, continuing to crack my heart open so that it can be forever open and ready to receive more love, more money, more clients, more visibility. I mean, since I've started this journey, my Instagram has started popping off. My engagements increased, my YouTube channels increased. Like since I started doing this work, I'm getting seen more and more. I was joking with Comet today when we were walking to the coffee shop because I've been getting so much more attention, you know, more car horn honks, more like, hey, like yells out the window. More people are seeing me because I am emanating my true aura. I'm emanating my glowing truth. And there are certain people who are really drawn to that. And then there are other people who are energetically repelled by it. And that's perfect. I want to be the type of person where when you land on my Instagram page or you see me walking down the street, you instantly know that is my woman or that is not. Like I'm in or I'm out. 
I don't want wishy-washy energy of like, maybe, but like I'm coach shopping and like it could be you, but I don't know, I'm not all in. I don't want a man coming in being like, oh, maybe I'm like dating, but like, mm, I'm not sure about you. No, I want, fuck yes, I'm claiming you. I'm claiming you as my coach. I'm claiming you as my mentor. I am claiming you as my woman. I am claiming you as my friend. I want to be claimed. And in order to do that, I have to show people, here's who I am. Do you want it? If you want it, come and get it. And that is the energy I'm cultivating within myself right now. And so it is. Hmm. I love you all. <sighs> Thank you for being on this journey with me, witnessing me in all of this and watching as it all unfolds. And as I learn and as I grow, and I'm sending you so much love wherever you are in the world. <sighs> Have an amazing rest of your day. All right, Intuits, that's all for this week, but I will catch you here on Reclaiming Purpose next week. And if you want more of this type of content, you can go check out the offers on youareintuit.com. The link is in the show notes. And for a chance to win a one-year subscription to all of our workshops and programs, go ahead and leave a five-star review on Apple Podcasts so that we can enter you into our quarterly draw. I will talk to you guys so soon and have an amazing rest of your day wherever you are in the world. Yeah.